0: Hi. You've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. I am the Wouldn't it be great if. Hearing God's voice were that simple and clear every morning, I am your father. Uh, We can, but it's, it sometimes takes some search on our part, some journey on our part. That's why this morning, Dad, I want to give you some tools to put in your toolbox from a perfect heavenly father to allow you to walk in that place day after day after day. Turn with me, if you will, to John chapter six. That's where we're going to look first. We're going to be in four different passages today so there'll be some movement for you you're going to find that in, in your copy of the scripture but if not the words will be on the screen we're going to look at verses 43 to 45 together of John chapter 6 telling us that the perfect father is first of all a teacher he's a teacher stop grumbling among yourselves Jesus answered no one can come to me unless the father who has sent me draws them and I will raise them up at the last day it is written in the prophets they will all be taught by my God everyone who has heard the father and learned from him comes to me everyone who has heard the father and learns from him comes to me now notice first that it's the father that draws us to himself not the other way around if we think that we somehow found God in our search for truth our journey for a relationship or, or, or as a ticket to heaven we're in deep, deep, deep trouble because he found us not the other way around when both of our girls were small, I've shared this story with you before, but it bears telling again today. And both of our girls were small, anybody remember Goodies clothing stores? The thing about Goodies clothing stores, you had to kind of walk like this when you went in there because the one rack was right next to the other. I mean, just round rack after round rack, and racks all around the floor, all around the walls. And went in there one day with both girls to look for something, buy something, and they were about six and three. And we're playing around in the racks, in the clothing racks, and hiding inside the racks from each other and from me. And I told them a couple of times, stay with me. You've got to stay with me. So, after about the third time, I thought, I'm going to teach these girls a lesson. So, <clears throat> I back off about 30 or 40 feet to where I can see the rack. I know they're inside a circular rack. I saw them go in there. So, I back off where I can see the rack, but they can't see me. Well, Twenty thirty seconds pass by. Hannah comes out of the rack. Like right, here we are, and I'm I'm not there. So, she's looking around, walks all the way around the rack trying to find me. Out comes her little sister. You now they're both standing there together, and Hannah's got one of these. Where's my dad? Looks on his on her face like we're lost and we're left here forever. So I head over that way. And. <clears throat> tell them, I told you to stay with me. That's what happens when you don't stay with that. I, I wanted to teach them a lesson that day uh, about the value of following the, the, the Father's words because as we shared with you, uh, as we have shared with you before, this idea of, of fatherhood is our most effective teaching is transference. Where we transfer their respect for us, their love for us, their admiration for us, their our authority in their lives where we can effectively transfer that to the Lord and he has that respect, he has that love he has that authority in their lives and so those lessons are valuable to teach uh, m- many dads will often allow the consequence the natural consequences of a decision to teach the lesson and that's good uh, and don't stop doing that dads but don't stop there remember to, to, to remind th- th- those reminders need to follow the consequence so that they understand the principle and not just the punishment. Don't miss that. Reminders need to follow the, the natural consequence so that they get the principle and not just the punishment. Some of the more profound teaching a dad can do is this transference of authority to, to our Heavenly Father. We all have to have to answer to somebody, both in this place and this, on this side and on the other side as well. And it's, it is a just father that we'll answer to one of these days. So it needs to be a just father that we see, that our kids see, here on this side as well. Uh, It shouldn't be any different here. Dads, your kids need to learn those valuable lessons and they need to be taught that from you. You you and your wife are the most effective teachers your kids will ever have, and rightfully so. God's placed you in that position. So so understand your role as a teacher. Secondly, the perfect father is not just a teacher, but the perfect father is a corrector. Turn over to Hebrews, if you will, chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 4 to 8, says this. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding of your blood. And have you completely forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as children? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as a child. Endure hardship as discipline. Discipline. God is treating you as His children. For what children are not disciplined by their parents or their fathers? If you have not disciplined and everyone, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you're not a legitimate child at all. For what what child is not disciplined by their fathers,," He says here. Now we just talked about your role as a teacher, and two of the most important things you can teach your kids are, first, self-discipline, and second is submission. You can never teach them to submit to you, first to you and then to God, unless you first teach them self-discipline. Uh, they will and they should best learn that from you. You're, you're their, their earthly model of seeing self-discipline themselves and watching you. Your life to me, need, needs to be, Dad, a model of restraint, a model of self-discipline and a model of self-control, and a model of humility. And that brings us to a second principle. You can't teach submission without humility unless you're, you are walking humbly before them and they'll never get the importance of humility themselves but those two go hand in hand so correcting your children is impossible apart from submission and and uh, and for their part they need to know that according to Ephesians 5 and, and until they reach adulthood you are that authority in their lives in fact I told that to our girls several times you, you'll ask them they'll tell you that I've told them if you don't like the rules here You'll have your own house one of these days, but as long as you're in my house, God gives me the authority to make the rules. I'm the one that he's given the authority to. You, you may like it or not like it, disagree with it or not. Uh, I'm the one that he's given authority to. So you got a problem, you got a beef, take it to him, because he's the one that gave me the authority in your lot. Uh, that's, that's, uh, uh, get this as well. Battles are important to win, uh, but to a certain degree dads, if you win every battle with your child, with your children, you're probably going to grow up with a child who resents you most of their life into adulthood and has, wants to have little to do with you. If you win every battle, if you've got to win every time, because here's what will happen if you win every time, you're going to break your child's spirit. But if you win 80% of the time, you can break their will without breaking their spirit. And that's where you want to get to. A broken will and not a broken spirit. A broken spirit says, you're a dictator. You're, you're, you're heavy-handed. You're, In fact, don't, I, I don't even know if you love me. As well as, as well as, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's as, as important as my, my obedience and my mind to you. And once that spirit is broken, it's hard to retrieve. But unless your child has a broken will, they'll never hear your voice effectively and respond to it. They'll never hear God's voice effectively and respond to it. So your, your your key as a father, as a disciplinarian, as a corrector, is to, is to learn to break their will, and not break their spirit. And, and you know your child's makeup better than anybody does. You know you know that fine line not to cross. You you can see it more clearly than anybody can. And your wife and their mother is a great uh, resource to say, "Am I going too far here?" In breaking their will, without breaking their spirit. But you're called to be their corrector. The perfect father is a teacher. He's a corrector, but thirdly, the perfect father is also a provider. A provider, turn to Luke chapter 11, if you will. And let want us to look here at verses 11 to 13 to see God as provider. Luke 1111 11 to 13. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? How much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Our Heavenly Father knows exactly what we need and exactly when we need it. He knows context, content, and time. He knows exactly what we need, when we need it. Wise earthly fathers should see provision in the same way. Not based on what your children want, based on what what they need and when they need it. Your kids aren't going to love you more if you buy them more stuff. They're not going to love you more if you buy, if you buy them more stuff. They may use you more, but they won't love you more. You're the rudder in your, in your family for, for values, for what matters versus what doesn't. You're the guide. You're the one at the stern guiding that ship as to, as to the values and principles that matter in your home. God's, God's placed you in a position to be the rudder there. So the question has to follow, what are you placing value on? What are you placing value in? Your kids are going to pick up on that more quickly than you think they are because more is caught and taught about that oftentimes. So you're the rudder about the value system that's in your home, and they're going to grow up that way with those same values unless something (coughs) changes or different. Verse 13 shows us here that where transference kicks in again in teaching them that the Holy Spirit is the ultimate provider. He's the ultimate resource for everything we need in this life and in the one to come as well. He is that ultimate provider. So, get Dad, here's that transference again to teach them, listen, talk to the Holy Spirit. Lean on the Holy Spirit's guidance. Let him be your, your guide and your rudder as you make decisions through life. He's going to be the provider to give you exactly what you need when you need it. In fact, um, some of your best provision, Dad, is in making sure they see that and know that by seeing you walk it out and hearing that in your home. Perfect Father is a teacher, corrector, and provider. Finally, the perfect father is protector. He is protector. Turn, turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verses 27 to 29, speaks to him as protector. It says here, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my, hand, out of my father's hand. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand Well, let's go back to goodies at goodies the girls after, after they think we found each other I told them you couldn't see me but I, had, I, I didn't take my eyes off you the whole time I knew exactly where you were I knew exactly what, what, what situation you were in and I had my eye on you the whole time even though you couldn't see me even after you came out of the clothes rack you were looking for me couldn't see me But I could see you the whole time my point in that was to say you're never out of my sight. you were never out of my care that's exactly what God's trying to say to us here from John 10 no one can snatch anybody uh, anybody out of God's hand Uh, I know it sometimes seems as though when we're walking through a valley we're walking through a hard place that we don't feel God as protector sometimes we don't see him in that role Uh, but According to his word, he is that protector. In fact, he's protecting your family. He's protecting your job. He's protecting your money. He's protecting your car. He's protecting your appliances. He's protecting whatever it is you've got, whatever it is in your life that's important to you. He is protecting those things from you. because he, Here's the truth. The enemy doesn't just want to dissuade you. He wants to destroy you. And the only thing keeping him from doing that is the protection of your father. He wants to destroy you, not discourage you, not get you off track. He wants to annihilate you. And the only thing keeping him from doing that is the protective hand of your Father. He is that, whether we see him or not, and whether the circumstances seem to say it or not, he is that every time. In fact, uh, whatever you want to name, whatever is in your world, God is protecting those things that are precious to you and you as well. So, Dad, it should be a great stress reducer for you to welcome that first child into your home, knowing you have a protector. It should be a great stress reliever for you to watch them walk into the, into the building on the first day of school, knowing they have a protector. It should be a great stress reliever watching them or handing the, the car keys to them for the first time, knowing they have a protector that's bigger than you. It should be great, that should be a great stress reliever to you, knowing that God is not only around you, But around them Uh, when they are not under your protection they're always under his and even when they're in your in in your presence they're still under his protection never forget that Uh, your greatest act as their provider is teaching them to trust in their Heavenly Father's provision for them and you may be here today and say you know Tim my dad's already deceased he's already gone on to be with the Lord or my dad and I are estranged. We've not talked in years. Don't have much relationship with my dad. Or you may be here this morning, perhaps, you don't even know who your father is or was. Hear these words from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. This is Paul speaking to an Old Testament prophecy, saying, I will be a father to you. You will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I will be a father to you. You will be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. He is the perfect Father in every situation. Well, a couple of observations and we're through. The verse is this, is what I've tried to paint to you today is a picture of there's only one perfect dad. There's only one. However, if you know him, you have access to all you ever need to provide, to protect, to teach, to, to encourage, to admonish, to correct. If you know him, you have have access to all you'll ever need, Dad. Get this too. Dads, when you're seeking to walk with him, you are being perfected every day, day by day. When you're seeking his way, seeking to walk with him, that process of him perfecting you into a more perfect father happens day after day after day. If you're not seeking to walk with him, good luck. You're on your own. I hope you have got some good mentors and advisors around you but if you're seeking to walk with him first of all you're going to be seeking what he says in this book to do and secondly you, you, you're going to try your best to put it into practice knowing that it has worked and will work again and again and again uh, There is no more sacred role in being a dad, unless it's being a granddad. Seize the things that are in this book to teach you how to do that better. They're there for you. Go chase them. It's worth, it's worth a chase. Father, today, as you've brought us here into this place to worship you, to to lift you up, to exalt your name above above all names, would we see a perfect Father that we've come to worship and praise? Would we see one who is ahead of us, around the next corner, and the one after that, and the one after that, guiding us, protecting us, correcting us, teaching us, encouraging us, leading us, would we see your hand ahead of us at every turn? And would every father in this room learn to submit to your leadership and your will, knowing they're better dads for it when they do? Would every father in this room be hungry to know your ways and your purposes and your design, knowing we're better fathers when we do? Would every dad in this room understand the power of humility, the power that it teaches their child to submit and to follow and to encourage. Show us these things by pictures of yourself that we see. Let us hear that voice each morning. I am your father. I've got you. I'm with you. And as we learned the idea and concept of transference, where we take what you've shown us and and, and sewn sewn into us and sew those things into our kids so, so that they'll listen to you and be drawn to you and submit to you and hear your voice. We're grateful today for these truths. They're powerful when put into practice. They're meaningless when not. So teach us today to walk them out, to hunger and thirst after righteousness and to find your will and your way and your guidance in our leadership for the families you place within our care. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.